Have you ever been invited to a dinner where you're not sure you want to go? Perhaps you know other people have been invited as well, so you find yourself talking with them to try to make up your mind whether you want to be there or not. I was in a situation like this, something like it, 30, some 30 years ago. I was 19 at the time, and I was in the reserves in the Navy, ROTC, and for the summer, I was uh, shipped to San Diego for a cruise. There were 14 of us, excuse me, 12 of us midshipmen, that is, uh, uh, men who were in training to become officers. And so we reported to the USS Alamo, uh, this landing ship dock, which is a huge ship. It's about 300 feet uh, long. So think of a football field. Uh, it's that big, basically, to get around in. And we were invited there, of course, and assigned to a lieutenant in charge of us. And so there we were, the 12 of us. And he gave us our instructions and our billets, the place where we were going to uh, be assigned on the ship. And then he pointed to the first four of us and said, you four, you come in two weeks' time to the captain's galley for dinner with the captain." We dutifully accepted that, and when our time was over, we stepped aside, and then I quickly went to one of those four, one of the guys I knew was uh, in the Naval Academy, and he knew these things much better than I did. So I asked him, I said, so what happens at, at dinner with the captain? And he said, oh, it's a real pain. You have to do everything with military etiquette. He said, if they don't remind of us, we shouldn't go. I said, really? I think they expect us there. He said, no, if, if they don't remind us, that's up to them. If they don't, we'll just say that we didn't know that we were supposed to go. Well, I said, I, I don't think this is going to end well, but necessarily I, I didn't want to turn them in somehow, so I went along with what the other guys were going to do. The night came for the dinner, and I just had dinner with our regular crew, and uh, Nothing seemed to happen, but the next morning, we were called up before the lieutenant, the four of us, and of course, there you are standing at attention, and he began to berate us. You want to be a, an officer, and you can't even keep track of your own calendar, and the captain himself invites you, and you reject that? And then he asked each of us, looking us in the eye, but of course, you can't look him back because you're supposed to have the 5,000-mile stare, right? And he's asking you, right, don't you remember? I do not recall, sir. You couldn't even ask if that maybe the possibility was coming up? No excuse, sir. These are the classic responses that you can give, one of four responses, and so I just stuck with them. I knew I was lying, and I knew at that point that I had to find a way to make better decisions in my life to not let other people, right, influence me so much to feel like I have to do, quote, what everybody else or what the other guys are doing. In some ways, this is what's happening in our gospel today. You see, we get this invitation that Jesus speaks of. He speaks of a king that invites us to his son's banquet. Well, we can easily see this is God the Father. <clears throat> Jesus is the Son. And Jesus is coming to a wedding feast. He wants to marry his people, you see. 
This is the long image that the Israelites have carried that when the Savior comes, He will marry the people of Israel, the people of God. That's us. And what do we hear though? We hear that people have reasons not to come. One is too busy with the farm, the other with his business. We all have reasons at times that we can reject invitations from God. And worse yet, there are people that come to bring the invitation and we don't want to hear it. Oh, she's just some Bible thumper. You don't have to do all that stuff, you see. Or, yeah, don't tell me what God is asking me to do. I, I know for myself, I'll figure that out, you see. Sadly, we come up with reasons to reject the invitation. We want to take a look at ourselves and see, okay, what is it that we are being invited to? Our Lord doesn't want us to go through some sort of huge process to come to the banquet. He's just inviting us to be with Him, you see. He wants to be with His people. Just like a wedding invitation, you don't have to do anything. You come to receive the celebration, you see. They are providing it. They're the host. God is the host that He provides for us. But we can get all complicated, you see. And we can say, and even ask ourselves right now, why am I here? Why, why did I come today? Perhaps in some instances you came because your spouse wants you to be here. Or perhaps because your mom and dad brought you here. Or perhaps because, well, this is kind of the expectation. I need to check the box to be a good person, you see. And these are all not bad reasons to be here. Those are okay, but obviously there's a better reason to be here. And that is just to be with God and to be with the other people that are here. God wants to provide for us to take us away from all the other things that entrap us in this world and all the noise that continues to go on so that we can just sit and be with him, you see, and just come to receive his word and the Eucharist. We think we have to do stuff like, I have to pray at Mass, I have to be really close, pay attention here. Well, okay, that's good, but... There's also this stance which is, I come to receive. Lord, what do you have for me today? What do you want to show me today? How can I be a little bit more like you today? How can I be a little more like these other people who are just trying to be a little better, you see? Our God wants to be with his people. And this is why he invites us each Sunday to come and receive the banquet. And then each day, as we heard so beautifully sung, each day he wants to shepherd us and also fill us with his goodness. We then are asked simply to put a little time away, perhaps 10 minutes in the morning where we sit with a cup of coffee and we pray a little bit. We open the good book and we read a little bit of the word of God. We just sit in silence. Maybe it's easier at the end of the day to do that. Sit with a cup of tea. We'll actually sleep a lot better if we do this. We learn to unwind a little in a good way, see? Our God wants to be with us, and that's part of what we have all 
tried to do today to come and be with him. Say. And the beautiful thing is, he doesn't want to be just with us today or tomorrow or each Sunday, but also when our life ends, which it will on this earth, he wants to be with us forever. As Isaiah says so beautifully, for those of us who have to wear masks, he, he will destroy the veil right? that keeps us from other people. He wants to be with us forever then. And it's good that we also pray with this. I learned this beautifully from a monk named Father Cassian. He came down with cancer and he uh, did all the, all the medical procedures he could to beat that. He, he was in remission for a year or two and he thought everything was fine. And, and then it came back with a vengeance and the doctor said there was nothing more they could do. He was terminal. And what did Father Cassian say? He said simply, I received my invitation to the banquet. I received my invitation to the banquet. He was ready at that point because he knew that that final banquet was waiting for him. And we, knowing that, can also receive these lesser but still beautiful banquets each day. Little by little we learn, and I'd like to think I hopefully learned a little bit from my time in the Navy, and I know now who my captain is. On that cruise, in fact, I was with the helmsman, so I was around the captain a lot. It wasn't my place to say much, but I learned a lot from his example, how he cared for his crew. I made difficult decisions at times, you see. And we've got an even better captain, that we just stay in his presence, you see. And he won't care if we have stood him up a few times. I never had a chance to go back to that dinner with the captain. But I know our captain continually invites us again, you say. He loves to be with his people. Jesus invites us to receive his compassion, his mercy, his love. And we open our lives to him. We stand together on this holy mountain and we ask our Lord to come to us as we pray this story of how he comes to be with his people. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men, for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son, is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the presence of God our Father and Jesus and His Holy Spirit, we open ourselves and all our needs to our God. For the life of every person, from conception to natural death, that all life will be protected in our laws and cherished in our hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the ability to respect our differences in a world of intolerance and for the protection of the vulnerable in our society, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have been displaced or have had their lives damaged through Hurricane Delta or the California wildfires, may they find strength and peace as they rebuild their lives. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have been impacted from COVID-19, may healing come quickly to all of the infected and may their caregivers be safe from harm. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For every need that is in our hearts, for our deepest yearnings, spoken and unspoken, for all prayers written in our parish book of intentions, for John Ramadi, Dolly Paolo, David Reby, and all in need of healing, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died, and for Ruth Mendels, Bob Davis, and Rosemary Ruppel, and Gil Shamea, for whom this Mass is being offered, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, on this holy mountain, we receive all that you have for us. We remember those who are sick, especially with the virus. We remember Father Kevin, Father Tom, for all those who suffer, that you come to be with us. We ask and we remember those who have died, gone before us. We remember St. Joseph. We ask you to come to our needs. And we ask this through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Good St. Joseph, as you led the Holy Family, watch over our families, help our family and all families to know and share God's love. In our family relationships, may we find healing and seek to be holy. May our fathers help us to become faithful disciples of Jesus who share our love for him. As foster father of Jesus, watch over all who serve as spiritual fathers. In a special way, bless our Holy Father, our bishop, and all our priests. May they follow your humble example in their fatherly care for the people of God, the Church. With Mary, you raise Jesus, the high priest. You know our need for priests. Please raise up good and holy priests from our families to serve the people of our diocese. May our children and grandchildren hear and say yes to the call of Jesus, just as you and Mary did. Good St. Joseph, pray for us. We remember now Sister Ruth Rawlings, Ruth Mendels, and Bob Davis, who passed away last night. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. 
May they rest in peace. Amen. Amen. Sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept, O Lord, the prayers of the faithful with these sacrificial offerings, that through these acts of devotedness we may pass over to the glory of heaven through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you so love the world that in your mercy you sent us the Redeemer to live like us in all things but sin so that you might love in us what you have loved in your Son by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that by sinning we had lost in disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks, as in exaltation we acclaim.
Eucharistic prayer for reconciliation. You, therefore, Almighty Father, we bless through Jesus Christ, your Son, who comes in your name. He himself is the word that brings us salvation, the hand you extend the sinners, the way by which your peace is offered to us. When we ourselves had turned away from you on account of our sins, you brought us back to be reconciled, O Lord, so that converted at last to you, 